0: And we are live, everyone. Good evening from the UK. It is Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master, back with another video in my series, the UK Bitcoin Master Live Show. Welcome, everyone. Don't forget to pound that like button. Smash it to death, I would if I were you. Um, Share this out on Twitter. Let's get some more eyeballs on the show. Uh, Today is the 18th of March, 2021. As always, my channel is about strong Bitcoin hand. That is the name of the game. Buy your coins, get it off that exchange, and then hold wait do nothing enjoy your life and Bitcoin will do what it's going to do when it's going to do it um, if you are new to the show check out this below uh, you will not get any financial advice here I wouldn't know how to give people financial advice truth be told um, it is just simply me this crazy Brit who wants to sound off about his passion for Bitcoin twice a week uh, so do your own research people don't take anything I say as far financial advice... <clears throat> Check out my work, ukbitcoinmaster.com is where you will find the videos, every video I've done to date, three years now. Um, and also Bitcoin interviews where you will find all the interviews I've done to date, um, including this one. Once it's culminated, it will be added uh, to that site. So do check those out if you're new to the channel. And finally, uh, for those that want to drop a lightning tip, uh, whoops, let me get rid of that. Hang on a second. I've done that wrong. You can do that at, tipping.me/ at UK. Bitcoin Master, even though I say it a million times, I don't run this channel for any type of financial gain, I do it for the love of it. Um, but some people have reached out and said they want to drop a tip. And in fact, while we're on it, let me thank Kristen from Texas for your uh, donation through Coinbase today. Kristen, thank you so much. You didn't need to do that, but thank you just the same. And you're very welcome if we can help you in any way. So, Kristen, a huge thanks uh, to you. So get that out of the way. Uh, Before I bring my guest on, let's have a very, very quick look at what's going on with Bitcoin. And there you go, people. You will see everything's good. Everything is healthy. We are just shy of um, 60,000. Who would have said that leading up at Christmas, that here we would be in March at 60,000. So everything's cool. We're going to get these corrections. It's going to consolidate. It's going to go again. And we were just, Phil and I were just talking off air. And you know, the really weird thing is here we are at 60k-ish and there's no hype out there. It's all quiet. It's, you know, we, we're we hyped with inside Bitcoin. We understand what's going on, but you know, out there in the mainstream, out there in society, it's all quiet. And I remember what happened in 2017 when all of a sudden the FOMO started and we haven't even got to that point yet. So I just wanted to say that, you know, things are good. No need to stress out about anything. Chill out, people. All is good. I want to quickly get this done before Phil and I talk. I want to quickly shill Matthew's book. Matthew, you're in the chat. I've seen you there. For anybody who's new, it's a great book. It's on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or you can buy it. It is a great for a gift to someone um, if if they're new to Bitcoin or they want to understand what it is you know give people that as a gift um, yeah so I've got that out of the way so I want to come back over uh, to my camera um, very very quickly I do this on every show a quick shout out to some people in the chat I can see my lovely daughter Buffy W welcome Buffy great to have you with us uh, Michael Weber from the UK Jean coming in from Holland I've got JC Borter coming in from South Africa Yorkie bit Bitcoiners in the house. Kristen from Texas. Great to have you with us. Matt Underhill, uh, the book guy, obviously. Um, who else have we got? Casso's in the house. Rocky Palumbo is with us. Jon Snow. Uh, I don't want to miss anyone. Um, Elia Epping. Welcome. Great to have you with us. My lovely wife Elaine is in the house. Um, Zaza's with us just very quickly. Um, I think we might have everyone. Proud Zionist Jew, Adam Meister, with his backup channel, is also in the chat. So, people, I'm going to bring my guest onto the show, and here's what I want you to do. Um, I'm going to talk to Phil. It's been 18 months since I've had Phil on the show. A lot has changed in 18 months. Um, So, if you've got any questions that you want me to ask Phil, if we've got time at the end then please type them in using UK Bitcoin Master first. I'll only see them if they're lit up in orange. And the only way that's going to happen is if you type in UK Bitcoin Master first. So very, very quickly, Michael Weber, good evening all. Yorkie Bitcoiner, 504 subs. Thank you, Yorkie. It was a big deal for me to get over 500 subs. So there's you know, some people out there are thinking, 500 subs? Oh my Lord, big deal for me. So thanks for that. Michael Weber. hey, Brian, you're over five. Yeah, I know that. Okay, so people, if If you do want to get my attention, if you do want to ask a question on the back end, do type in UK Bitcoin Master. But without further ado, I want to introduce you to my guest. It's been 18 months since I had him on the show. Uh, Phil Geiger from Unchained Capital. Welcome to the UK Bitcoin Master live interview show. Great to have you with us, man.
1: Brian, thanks so much for having me on again. I'm psyched uh, to be on the show. And hey, welcome to everyone who's joined us. Uh, I'm hoping that today uh, on this show together, you and I can take the price of Bitcoin over $60,000. Uh, I would I would kind of view it as a personal failure if we weren't able to do that together, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best.
0: Well, I always say that every time I get a guest on the show, Bitcoin pumps. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know if anybody's got it on the screen. I've got rid of it off my screen, so I can't see what's happening. But people, you've got to let us know what's going on with the price of Bitcoin, because when you get Phil Geiger on any show, Bitcoin pumps simple as that, people. Nothing to do with me. It's all this dude over here. (laughs) Uh, So, Phil, it's been 18 months since you were last on the show. And, you know, I've got to say, it's like, where has time gone? Uh, You know, I don't know whether it's because I'm getting older and, you know, you hear older folks say, oh, time's just going so quickly. But it just seems to be rattling past, doesn't it? I, I think it's maybe because we're in that rabbit hole. There's always something going on. There's always change. There's always innovation. I mean, where the heck's it gone since you were last on here?
1: There's something really weird that bitcoin does with time i think you know you have weeks that feel like decades when the price will just drop you know under your feet or skyrocket or massive you know banks like morgan stanley hop into the fray uh and then uh there's times that where where, where it feels like time is going very slowly um I don't know it's very strange like uh yeah it's been 18 months but it, it really doesn't feel like it although you know bitcoin has changed pretty significantly in that time right i think 18 months ago the price was around you know three thousand four thousand five thousand dollars uh and now we're, we're we're gonna work on getting above 60k on this uh show together and really the you know the environment has changed pretty significantly like all the all the major corporations that have been joining and uh, all the money that's been flowing into bitcoin companies Pretty, pretty astounding. I mean, if, just a few years ago in Bitcoin, I wouldn't have even imagined um, you know, some of the, the big names allocating billions of dollars to Bitcoin. And now it's kind of common. It's like uh, more surprising when large companies haven't allocated to Bitcoin. You know, Tesla's put in $1.5 billion uh, into Bitcoin. What, you know, where's the rest of the companies? What are they waiting on?
0: I I, I find it really interesting. I think it's all relative because, you know, when I got into Bitcoin and bought my first Bitcoin, it was $2,000, you know, and all of a sudden you you sort of you you buy at 2000, you go on these shows, everyone's saying, you know, this thing's going to go to 50 grand and 100 grand or 20 grand even. And you sort of think, well, I know it's going to, but you don't. I won't say you don't have it in your heart, but you think, I really hope it does. But, you know, they're talking about it. Could it? Will it? So then you get to 20K and then you see the pullback down to 3.8 or whatever it was. And then, you know, everyone's saying, you know, it's going to it's going to get back there. And, you know, you you believe it's going to get back there. Why? Because you're a good old solid Bitcoiner. But, you know, you think, is it really? And because it's an, you know, it's uncharted territory. And then all of a sudden we get to 20K and then, you know, we go in a two year bear market, which is where we've been since you and I have spoken. I mean, somebody said to me recently, they said, oh, yeah, but you're really, really bullish on Bitcoin. Look at its price. But, you know, what were you like in the bear markets? You know, and the great thing about having this channel is I simply said, well, that's dead easy. Go back and find my videos from 2018 and 2019 and you will find how bullish I was even when the price was on the floor. But I think I think do you feel that maybe what happened in March last year has maybe accelerated us forward a couple of years with all of this I think it's been a big player into you know we start to talk of Michael Saylor August last year what happened you know he I watched him on a, uh, a video uh, a, a podcast yesterday this morning or yesterday and he was saying to someone on there that you know in February of, of last year, He would have dismissed Bitcoin out of hand if anybody approached him on it. We get to March. He starts looking at everything and thinks, I need to get in that rabbit hole. And like four months later, he comes in with four hundred and twenty five million. Do you think maybe the landscape changed because of those two factors? Factor one, you know, what happened on March the 12th and then Sailor coming in after that? I mean, what sort of part do you think that played in it all?
1: Certainly. And there's really no better marketing in
0: Bitcoin than central banks.
1: Because they just cannot help themselves, they have to print money, and they're now printing such a high, uh, uh, such a large amount of of dollars and you know pounds and euros. Like these are trillions, right? A trillion is is an astronomically large number that most people can't even comprehend. So it starts to lose all meaning, and then you realize, well, you know, out of the the mouth of you know one of the uh, Federal Reserve Chairman's uh, mouth. What, there's an infinite amount of cash in the Federal Reserve, right? So Neil Kashkari in March of last year was saying that. And if you're you know, even remotely decent at math and fractions, which is I think something that uh, we can't assume that Bitcoin critics are good at fractions, but what you can do as an individual is, is take any number and divide it by infinity. And uh, what happens is you get zero. So to me, what that means is if there's an infinite amount of cash in the Federal Reserve, Any amount of fiat currency that you have over the long run is going to be worth zero.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because um, I don't know who this person is, but, you know, you you, that may be who you just referred to. But, you know, I I, I watched a video somewhere where somebody interviewed this guy and he said, yeah, we can we're just going to keep printing. We can just keep printing. You know, almost to infinity. Now it, the masses, and, and and I'm going to say this, even me. You know, before I got into Bitcoin, I, I I've got no financial background at all whatsoever. You know, for me, I was working class. The money went in the bank. We paid our bills. If we were lucky, we had a holiday. Um, every now and again, you changed a car. And you know, I I didn't really get this. Um, your you know the value of your dollar or your pound just becoming worth less and less and less over time. And it was Bitcoin that got me into that rabbit hole and started teaching me about it. But I think now more and more people are now starting to realize this and are starting to learn about it a bit more. Do you think do you think that's the case?
1: Absolutely. I think as people start to wake up over a longer time period and realize that things around them are getting harder and harder, Uh, they're going to start asking a lot more questions, like your pound or your dollar isn't purchasing as many groceries this year as it was last year. I mean, here, I'm I'm based in Austin, Texas, and uh, I would say that the price of groceries has gone up noticeably in the last year. You know, it's anywhere from 15 to 30% more expensive just to buy, uh, you know, a pound of meat. And, and You know, wages are not increasing at the same level. And at the same time, the uh, governments and economists are telling us there is no inflation. But uh, as you're living your life, you're just trying to make a living. Things are getting more difficult. And that's when people start to ask questions. The other thing that I think really got people down the Bitcoin rabbit hole was uh, just having all this time at home. You know, they were taken out of their daily grind off of the, the hamster wheel and they had time to kind of sit and contemplate at the same time that the central banks around the world were printing trillions of dollars so you have one system that is like very clearly not working and is very clearly headed down a single path of they're going to print more money and then you have another system an alternative system bitcoin which is actively competing and is actually doing significantly better if you start to measure the value of other currencies using bitcoin as your kind of measuring stick or or baseline yeah. baseline it it really changes your perspective on the performance of any other asset. So those two things together, uh, you, know, chairman, uh, you know, central banks printing trillions of dollars, as well as uh, the quarantines and having so much time to just sit at home and contemplate, it led a lot of people down the rabbit hole. And that's what we're seeing at Unchained, as well as, um, you know, the interest and demand for Bitcoin and Bitcoin financial services has skyrocketed over the last year.
0: Cool. Well, we'll chat about that a bit later for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, before we sort of get into all that, it's like you said it earlier. Oh, actually, um, can I just say Velodia? Welcome, Volodya. Great to have you in the house. I did spot that you joined us. Um, so uh, are you surprised by the amount of institutions pile in? I mean, who is it saying that, you know, pretty well every week now you are going to see someone, something, an institution, a company moving into Bitcoin. Has that surprised you at the speed of which that's happening? Do you think it is everything that's gone on that has driven that? What are your thoughts around where we're at and the speed of this thing now? I think it is pretty
1: surprising about how quickly companies have been adopting Bitcoin pretty much since... Uh, MicroStrategy announced it last year. I feel like that was kind of the floodgates opening. What yeah. a lot of folks don't realize is that there were many mom and pop shops and small businesses that were allocating their treasury to Bitcoin before the large uh, public companies. Um, we actually at Unchained have a client that we co-marketed with. Uh, it's it's you know that liquor store down the street, and they got into Bitcoin and uh, were holding holding Bitcoin on their balance sheet. You know five to seven months before MicroStrategy. So I always love those stories. It's kind of the little guy front running the big public companies. But once MicroStrategy started allocating and uh, Michael Saylor started going out and advocating for Bitcoin, uh, yeah, the floodgates kind of opened. And, and to me, I've always, not always, but I've come to the um, conclusion that I think Bitcoin is going to be the, or it is my personal reserve currency and it will be everyone's reserve currency within the next you know, 10 to 20 years. Um, all this stuff is somewhat inevitable, but it is always funny and surprising to me because when I first learned about Bitcoin, uh, you know, there, we wouldn't have even dreamed of, of having these large corporations allocating billions with a B of dollars to Bitcoin. You know, I was, uh, I was on Reddit at the time, and I think that was one of the best uh, sources of information about Bitcoin. And everyone would get really excited and it would make front page news if any news source uh, had an article about Bitcoin, <laughs> and now it's like, you know, they're talking about it on all the mainstream media uh, news stations, and yeah, companies are are moving into Bitcoin. It's it's kind of amazing to see it progress uh, how and how quickly it has all happened.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I mean. I always look at my bitcoin journey you know when I got a call in in May of 2017 I never heard of bitcoin I didn't even know what it was and then all of a sudden you know I'm in that rabbit hole and you know you're buying whatever you can and you know even then a working class guy you know it, you, you can't go and you haven't got you know thousands to plow into it you're putting a bit from your your earnings you know if you if you're lucky to get any, you know any type of windfall you know it might go in there which is what Elaine and I did we're very fortunate there but you know you, you've got Jamie Iman calling it fraud. You've got um, Warren Buffett calling it rat poison squared. You know, there's so many of them that said that it will never happen. You know, Peter Schiff is the big one. Of course, he's always slamming Bitcoin. I mean, when is he going to wake up and realize that if he doesn't do something or is he already doing it? You know, he's going to be left behind. I mean, I I, I actually can't believe that he hasn't got some in his portfolio. But I did read a tweet yesterday. Did you see the tweet from his son? His son responded to dad saying, I can't remember. I, I I thought I wrote it down somewhere. But, you know, Dad, you're going to live to regret this or something or other. Did, did you see the tweet?
1: Uh, I've seen a bunch of different tweets from Peter and I think his son's name is Spencer. Spencer. Uh, I'm not That's sure if it. I saw that one in, in particular. But um, my hypothesis <laughs> is that Peter Schiff sees the writing on the wall. He's known for many, many years that Bitcoin is uh, is, you know, the next kind of Currency, it solves all the problems that gold has, which uh, led us to, to centralizing uh, control and the fiat currency system. Uh, Bitcoin solves all those problems by decentralizing over time. Uh, so, Peter's, he, I think he's a decently uh, intelligent guy. He sees the writing yeah. on the wall, he's got his bags to sell. And then, what I think it is, is his him and his son are working together to kind of transition the family business over to Spencer, where Spencer's the Bitcoin guy while uh, Peter was the gold guy. So, I You know, I I don't always believe what I see on Twitter, um, but uh, I do appreciate the banter between them. It's very,
0: very funny. Well, it's interesting as well, isn't it? Because you keep hearing people talking about as the as the boomers die off. Oh well, crikey, I'm a boomer. Don't say that. But as the boomers die off, you know the their 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 their, their descendants. You know that I think Generation X they're called. They are not they are not going to be interested in storing gold and property. They want the the you know the the, the most pristine asset on the planet. You know that can be moved around the world in an absolute heartbeat. Um, I want to switch tack before I forget it, and then we'll start. We're we'll getting to, you know, unchained and stuff. Um, I don't know. OK, I'm I'm a boomer. OK, I'm on Twitter. I, I, I don't sort of get in to, you know, bait, debates and threads. But, you know, I post my shows going live or I might retweet something I think is of value. Um, so I don't fully understand the whole meme bit but i get where it's going and how you can actually influence markets with these memes i i get all of that um but what i wanted to say is am i reading something wrong here or we know that elon musk came in with one and a half billion dollars we know that okay but we also know that he tends to mess around a bit on twitter and he's been tweeting out about dogecoin and then you had that was it a rap artist went out and tweeted it as well Am I reading it wrong here, or is that really bad for the new people looking to get into the space? They jump on Twitter, they jump on YouTube, or wherever they go, and then they see, you know, probably the richest man in the world saying, "You got to get Dogecoin." I mean, is that is that doing a disservice to the space? Is do you feel that? Well, people need to do their own research, and if they if they fall for that, they're they're fools. Um, I would say, you know the guy he is with the money he's got, he's got a lot of influence. And I, I don't know how I'm supposed to be reading what he's doing on Twitter. Enlighten me.
1: That's a lot to unpack, Ryan. I'll (laughs) do my best. (laughs) I I would say, uh, you know, the the innovation in my mind of Bitcoin is that it took the ability to print money out of the hands of everybody. Um, But what a lot of the kind of newcomers think or what crypto founders think is that oh bitcoin gave everybody the ability to print money um so i view kind of the crypto space as an inevitable outcome of bitcoin's massive disruption so all of these uh, altcoins are, are kind of inevitable i personally would never you know use my uh reputation to joke about those kind of scam coins i think but yeah. You know, Elon can do whatever he wants. He's got you know a bunch of billions of dollars. He has a rocket company and an electric car company. Um, I think tweeting about Dogecoin, a- as far as all of the altcoins go, um, I think Dogecoin's the most obvious because it's a joke currency, it's yeah. a comedy currency. Yeah. Um, and there's in some ways like you know it, it it makes the other cryptocurrencies look bad. I think unfortunately it probably also makes Bitcoin look bad, but. People are going to come to Bitcoin eventually. I mean, all of the uh, altcoin founders are are holding Bitcoin. They're pretty much launching coins in order to either make fiat currency or make Bitcoin. And as a result, it's like, oh, these these altcoin founders they don't believe in what they're producing because um, if they would, if they did believe in it, they would actually just hold all their wealth in their currency, and they don't. Um, so yeah, Elon, I think he's he's a. Uh, an extremely successful businessman, and he can say whatever he wants on Twitter. And uh, I think I hope people can kind of see past the jokes and the memes and and find their way to Bitcoin. And I think that they will. I think it, it is at this point, mostly inevitable. I mean, there's you know different risks associated with it still to, the, to this day but it, those risks are being seriously reduced over time
0: and i i also think it is about uh, you know there's an element of you know bitcoin is very much about personal responsibility take personal responsibility because the banks ain't going to bail you out i just i just feel that you know with the guy with so much influence perhaps it's not a good thing to do but hey what do i know <laughs> um so right what i want to talk to you about is in 18 months, one hell of a lot has happened. You know, now we're hearing more and more. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a regular guy just trying to keep abreast of everything, learn what I can. But what I'm now starting to see, I, I'm i down the rabbit hole. I've got no qualms about Bitcoin being the pristine asset, the, you know, um, the, 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 the store of value, the go to store of value, maybe ultimately World Reserve currency base. You know, all, all that stuff that we hear about. That's done. That's dealt with. I don't have a problem. For me, the next thing I'm hearing all the time don't ever sell the most pristine asset that, that humanity has ever seen. You know when it's going up and going up and it's going to keep going up. So now we've got the proliferation, haven't we, of companies like BlockFi and Leaden. We've got um, Celsius here in the UK, uh, and obviously I know they're slightly different to, to what you do because you know they're taking your your, your Bitcoin and giving you interest, um, and then obviously taking your keys. And I know Phil, and correct me, correct. Correct me if I've got it wrong. um, And I'm sure my viewers want to hear this. But where you differ, am I right, is that you do Bitcoin backed loans. Is that correct? So flesh out what's happened, how Unchained has evolved over the last 18 months and maybe how you differ from some of these other companies. Sure. Well, I see someone in the
1: chat just said, you know, personal responsibility in all caps, and uh at at unchained capital we we are your bitcoin native financial services partner and we are built off of kind of the mantra and the ethos of bitcoin so a couple things not your keys not your bitcoin Um, all of our services as much as possible allow you to hold uh your your private keys including our bitcoin backed loans Now, in in a loan arrangement, you can't have full control over your Bitcoin, but you can have shared control because in Bitcoin there's a native address type called multi-signature, where it's a Bitcoin address that looks like any other Bitcoin address, but instead of being constructed with one key, it's constructed with three keys or five keys. And some threshold has to be met uh, of keys in order to be able to spend from the address. So for our services, we use two of three multi-signature addresses. Um, and then we distribute keys, depending on which service you're using. So we start from a foundation of ultra secure custody with our vault program, um, where clients get to have control of two of three keys and Unchained Capital tries to just get out of the way of our clients as much as possible. So we eliminate all single points of failure um, by, by giving you control of a majority of the keys. And we, we do recommend securing you know seeds and hardware wallets Um, But by having multiple keys, each individual seed and each individual hardware wallet isn't a single point of failure. Um, And then by including a partner in in your custody, Unchained Capital holding one key, you've eliminated yourself as a single point of failure. So now if something happens to you, uh, your loved ones can bring one private key to us and we can help them to recover. Of course, we're not gonna help anyone recover your Bitcoin, but with the right legal documentation, right legal structure, we are able to facilitate sort of those inheritance workflows. Um, So again, we we start from the foundation of ultra-secure custody, where we eliminate all single points of failure, including yourself and unchained capital. Um, And then we offer a variety of different financial services, one of which being our Bitcoin collateralized loans. Uh, To take a loan out of your Bitcoin, what we do is we collaborate with you to construct a new multi-sig address where you have one key, we have one key, and a third party key agent that we work with holds the third key. You post your Bitcoin as collateral in a dedicated address. Uh, You maintain the title of the Bitcoin and you have one of three keys to the address. So you can see that the Bitcoin is sitting there Uh, in your address for the duration of the loan. Again, you know, you can't have full control of the Bitcoin because we're lending you U.S. dollars. But this is the most secure way to do this type of financial service in Bitcoin because for the duration of the loan, the Bitcoin is sitting in essentially no man's land. Nobody has uh, unilateral control of the money. It always requires two out of three parties to collaborate. This is categorically different than some of the other... um, Companies that you've mentioned, where you have an account with them, you deposit your Bitcoin into an address that they show you, they're taking client deposits, commingling it, so putting all the deposits together into large chunks, yep. and then they're lending it out to a third party. They're rehypothecating the collateral. Um, this isn't a new uh, way to make money in finance. This is how the legacy financial system works, but. It is applying the legacy financial system structure to a categorically different type of currency where the currency is immutable and uh, there's no bailouts so. These companies are able to pay you, uh, you know some interest, maybe five to 7% interest for your deposits. Um, but you're introducing a significant amount of counterparty risk. So yeah. most of the time, these companies aren't the ones holding the keys. They're working with a custodian that's holding the keys. That relationship is risky. If one of those two companies are shut down, you don't have your Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Then they're
1: taking funds and then they're lending them out and actually sending the Bitcoin to some other party. If that uh, trade goes south, if, it, if they're lending it out to a short seller and Bitcoin rips to 100K, sorry, when Bitcoin rips to 100K, Uh, there's a scenario where you know these crypto funds or crypto companies are going to lose client deposits our clients going to get haircuts Um, we've seen this happen countless times throughout uh, bitcoin's (laughs) history with exchanges getting hacked Uh, i do think that during this cycle one or more of these crypto uh financial companies are also going to lose client funds so you don't want to be caught having your bitcoin you know being lent out when we do see start to see a few weeks of those $10,000 daily candles, which is going to happen. It it will happen. I think this cycle, we've had now two days of negative $10,000 daily candles. We haven't yet had a green $10,000 daily candle. We're going to we're going to see that. So anyways, uh, that's kind of a a long story and (laughs) and, uh, including some of the risks. But just to recap, We do Bitcoin native financial services where you get to hold your keys, we're we're trying to be your one stop shop for all of your needs for you know personal. Retirement accounts in the US, if you have a self directed IRA you can hold your keys to your retirement bitcoin, as well as for businesses. And then you can buy and sell large chunks of bitcoin through us directly through our OTC service and use your bitcoin as collateral for loans.
0: Well, people, I would definitely encourage each and every one of you to check out UnchainedCapital.com. Uh, I've been really intrigued by what Phil and the team are doing over there. Um, so once the show is finished, all Phil's links, uh, unless they've changed, Phil, I've got three links I'll put in the uh, uh, in the show notes afterwards um, for people to go and check them out. Um, Phil, quick question. Um Again, I'm coming from a novice perspective, so I need to ask. It appears that nobody in the chat wants to ask any questions. Yes, Elaine, I am aware of Yorkie's question. Uh, We'll get to that as we get to the end of the show. I'm totally aware of it. Uh, People, you've got somebody on the call uh, that is involved in a company that's going to be a big player going forward in terms of Given you the the, the the ability to hold on to a certain amount, you know, keep control of your Bitcoin with the, the three um, signature scenario that is multi sig, where a lot of the others aren't. So, you know, we've got him live on this show. I would encourage you, if you've got any question, no matter how silly you might think it is, because nobody can ask a more sillier, basic question than the UK Bitcoin Master, trust me, ask the question while I've got Phil on here. So, one of the questions I've got Phil is, and it is based on on being on shows like BTC Sessions when he's got his guests or Swan Bitcoin or Adam Meister's This Week in Bitcoin when you've got several of you and you're all, you know, having cross conversations. And one thing that I heard someone mention was insurance. Where are we at in terms of what You know, look, I'm very aware that not your keys, not your coins. This is not putting money in the bank where, you know, you go and send it to the wrong address. The bank can get it back or somebody hacks your bank. It comes back. And obviously, you know, you send Bitcoin somewhere you shouldn't. It's gone forever type of thing. But in terms of what you're doing, is there any insurance or is there any insurance um, on the horizon? How does that? How's that looking?
1: Well, the best insurance in Bitcoin, like you mentioned, is holding your own keys, Um, There are many companies that have insurance policies uh, that protect uh, some of their clients for if the company is hacked, but really the most common uh, form of of loss for when you're storing Bitcoin with a third party custodian isn't how the custodian is holding the keys, it's how you access your account. So your username, your password, your two-factor authentication, uh, those are things that can be remote hacked. With Bitcoin, 100% hold stored Bitcoin private keys, uh, it's a physical, uh, you know, these are a physical object that you can protect and are required in order to get into, to access and spend your Bitcoin. Um, So a lot of these, Uh, Exchanges and and custodians have insurance, but you have to read the insurance very carefully. A lot of times it just covers their hot wallet balance, which is not their cold storage balance. So usually about 95% of the assets are secured in cold storage. And then they're also covering a fiat value of your Bitcoin. So what we've seen with many of the exchange hacks is um, the exchanges will lose money. Uh, They will then try to compensate their client in a fiat value. but During that time, Bitcoin has gone up a thousand X, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So so you could get some dollars back or some pounds back, but there is no guarantee that you are going to get Bitcoin back. So that's why, again, I say holding private keys is the best insurance in Bitcoin. Now, when clients ask us if we insure uh, our, our company, it's kind of a tough question because As a company, we never actually hold clients' Bitcoin. We have one key to a Bitcoin address, two out of three keys are needed to get Bitcoin out of the address. So we could insure our key, but really we've designed our company so that we've eliminated unchained capital as a single point of failure for your Bitcoin. Uh, When you're taking a loan from us or when you are securing your funds in a vault from us, you don't need us to exist and you can access and spend your Bitcoin no problem. We have an open source tool, recovery tool called Caravan, which makes this process very easy. If you have basically a wallet configuration file and your two keys, you don't even need our website to exist in order to be able to access and spend your Bitcoin for vaults and for your loans. You, know, you would have to co- uh, collaborate with the third party key agent, but that's why we have them. They sign agreements with you uh, so that everyone knows their roles and responsibilities and can help you recover if anything happens.
0: That's pretty cool, actually, because you negate any responsibility from your end because you're only holding one out of three.
1: Well, it's it's significantly better for us as a company. It's lower risk, right? Since we're never holding client Bitcoin, we're holding one key to client Bitcoin addresses. uh, It reduces our risks and makes us more secure as well. Um, So that's why we do encourage our clients for all of our products and services to hold their own keys or hold as many keys as they can.
0: Cool. Right. I've got a question here from uh, Mr. Rocky Palumbo, and he says, why is the longest loan period only three years? And do you see this changing in the near future, Phil? Uh,
1: so the loan period today is three years because we, um, you know, we get our capital from from private lenders. And that's kind of the the way that they would like to loan Bitcoin, our loan dollars out is uh, for a shorter period of time for, um, you know, whatever the interest rate is now. Uh, you can at any time, you know roll a loan over into a new loan. Uh, in order to do so, all you do is pay another origination fee and then continue paying your monthly interest only payments. So many of our clients will take a you know one, two, three year loan, uh, pay us the the month the origination fee and the monthly interest. and at the time of the the loans' term, then they can roll over the loan into another one, two, three year loan. Um, again, it's just paying another origination fee and then maybe the interest rates change. Uh, they might go down now. So that's that could be beneficial.
0: So I think Rocky's coming from a point of, you know, y- y- you would want it longer because, you know, traditionally there's always bear markets, aren't there, where you could, you know, Put yourself in a bad position, so to speak. I don't know if um, you want to comment on that, and, and whether you're saying taking out a new loan would negate that, or how do you offset? You know, maybe a you know a, a huge correction. I know they're saying we might not see them anymore, but you know there is a chance we could still in, endure a huge correction after the ball run.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, as we grow as a team, there is an opportunity for different types of loans and, you know, longer duration loans to be, um, you know, rolled out. But yeah, today we do have just those term loans of anywhere from three months to three years, and then a different, um, you know, interest rate depending on it. And again, you know, a lot of our clients, actually, I think we have you know, a very high percentage of clients that choose to just roll their loan over into a new one, in which case they're just making an additional um, origination payment and then paying their monthly interest. Uh, and then at the end of the loan, you know, you, you also do have the opportunity to you know pay down the principal or uh, use some of the collateral to pay off the principal.
0: Cool. Excellent. Right. Hang on a second. Um- Casso was asking, I thought it was Yorkie Bitcoiner, but maybe it was Casso. Sorry about that. Um, Well, I'll ask Casso's and Yorkie's if it is that question as we wrap the the show up, people. So I have not forgot. Um, Zaza is asking. um, Actually, I was trying to find it. There it is. Let me see if I can. Um, pop that across the screen. Uh, Azaza saying privacy is important to many of us. Many of us use Whirlpool or CoinJoin. Does Unchain treat these deposited UTXOs any different?
1: Uh, so we're under the we're regulated today as a financial services company under the Banking Secrecy Act in the US, so we do apply with KYC AML laws. Uh, but at this point in time, we don't believe that that requires us to monitor uh, UTXOs in that way or mixing so especially for our vaults program we, we literally have no ability to control what our clients are doing with their Bitcoin we give clients full and unilateral access to their money. Um, so we couldn't really prevent them from doing that, even if we wanted to. Uh, so we we don't monitor that. And you're, you're welcome, of course, to do uh, whatever you would like with your Bitcoin. Um, we do say, you know, if you're taking a loan from us, that you're using the loan for lawful purposes, of course.
0: Excellent. OK, brilliant. Uh, one from Casso now. Are you giving interest at your company to BTC2? And if yes, what are the rates?
1: So we would like to offer this as a product uh, but the way that we will do this is going to be categorically different from you know the the rest of the market we would like to be able to offer some sort of interest product where clients deposit bitcoin in a again a multi-signature address where keys are distributed among three different parties so today we do not have this uh, product but it is something that is requested very heavily from our clients it's actually kind of funny we've polled our clients and 50% say they would never, ever lend out their Bitcoin and it's not important to them. And the other 50% say, I want yield products for my Bitcoin and it's extremely important for me. So we hear the feedback all the time and we're, we're working on finding what we believe is a Bitcoin native and secure way to do this. Uh, we just don't think that today the uh, interest rates that kind of our competitors are advertising are priced accurately according to the amount of
0: risk Okay, cool. Um, Well, that's all the questions at the moment. Um, But um, so you said about our competitors. We've got, you know, you don't think our competitors. Do you see this thing evolving? Do you see competition coming? Do you see other companies doing what you're doing? And um, I guess my question is, how are you going to stay ahead of that curve?
1: I hope so, Brian, we shouldn't be the only company in the space that is using multi signature to secure client funds like this really is the way that Bitcoin becomes more robust and anti fragile by not pooling all of client deposits into single addresses controlled by a single team. Um, we don't need to do that. We have native tools in Bitcoin to prevent that from happening. So setting up multi-sig arrangements, you know, makes everybody involved significantly more secure in our view. So we hope that we're not the only ones doing this. You know, there are other great companies that help folks uh, just custody their funds in multi-signature. Maybe you've heard of Casa. They're yep. a great uh, app for helping to secure your keys. Um, You know, we do the same thing as well with our vault program. We help you to hold your own keys. And then on top of that, we can do all of these uh, financial services using multi-sig. So we do hope that there are more um, competitors out there. I think one of the other uh, options today is hodl hodl. Uh, You can use your Bitcoin as a collateralized loan and it's set in a multi-signature address. But unfortunately, today, I believe they can only just loan uh, stable coins. You'll have to double check with them on that. So um, what's different about us is that we can actually lend you know, U.S. dollars and send it directly to a bank account. Um, you know, many of our clients, especially our business clients, are using the Bitcoin backed loans as operating expenses and stuff like that. So that's that's helpful to actually have the dollars.
0: And how is has your, how is your um, business grown over 18 months? I don't share that if you don't want to. I mean, have you seen growth? How, how's it how's it looking? <clears throat> <laughs>
1: Brian, the demand for our services has gone kind of astronomical. So last year, we, we launched two very major products. First of all, our concierge onboarding. So we, we recognize that taking control of keys and learning how to use all these hardware wallets is extremely difficult. So we will pair you with a member of our team to actually walk you through the entire process of setting up. You know, We'll ship devices to you. Uh, we'll help you set them up. We'll build a multi-signature address where you have two out of three keys with you. And then we even put thousand dollars of Bitcoin in the address at the end so that you're dealing with, you're actually managing some, some real funds. So that's our concierge onboarding service, which we launched, I believe, in June of last year. And uh, we're doing more volume in a day than uh, we were doing in a month when we first launched. Awesome. Um, the other service,
0: yeah. In motion. Yeah. In the other, motion.
1: <laughs> the other service that we uh, that we launched last year that's gone tremendously well for us is our OTC desk. So once you start from that foundation of ultra secure custody. Uh, you can now buy Bitcoin through us. So it's for today for large sums, uh, 50,000 US dollars or higher, and we're only available in a certain US states. But it is, in my opinion, the best way to make your first like very large allocation to Bitcoin because you get set up on the most secure custody solution where you literally have control of the funds, and then you buy Bitcoin directly to that address. So Brian, I don't know about you if you've made some large Bitcoin transactions, but it's a little bit nerve wracking sending Bitcoin around as an immutable currency. We take care of that. So a lot of uh, a lot of folks that are making large allocations to Bitcoin uh, don't have to send uh, large purchases around to addresses they control. It just shows up right into their vault once uh, once they make their purchase.
0: Well, mine's just sat on my and. Scared to death to do anything, just let it grow and make sure you got your upset good and, and everything else is taken care of. Right. So Rocky's asking again, um, how can a company like BlockFi lose a saver's Bitcoin when the borrower needs to send 2x the amount of the loan to BlockFi that is being borrowed?
1: That's exactly how they can lose your Bitcoin. So you're sending 2x uh, collateral you know, to the principal that you're taking out. Uh, They're taking twice the amount of Bitcoin as dollars that they're lending out, and they are lending out that Bitcoin to some third party. So BlockFi doesn't actually have your Bitcoin for most of the loan. Um, And then you should also read their terms very closely because uh, and, you know, maybe they've changed this. But the last time we looked, uh, you know, even if they lose your Bitcoin or if the person they lend out your Bitcoin to, um, you know, Messes up a trade, I believe you are still responsible for paying back that, that U.S. dollar loan you took out. So, you know, again, read the terms and conditions very closely uh, with all these companies um, because your your Bitcoin is not you know you'll you'll have an account balance with them, but again, those are just numbers on a screen. Yeah. Uh, the Bitcoin is somewhere else. Uh, they say that they put client deposits in in Gemini for a little while, but again. You know that's for a short period of time, and that's a small percentage of client deposits. Uh, they're taking out large chunks of client deposits and then lending it out to some third party. Um, for some folks, you know that's a that's a reasonable trade-off for a small portion of their Bitcoin. Uh, not for me personally, um, but uh, yeah, just just read the terms and conditions very closely. All
0: those yeah, parties. Bit Bitrio says they rehypothecate it, which is what what you were talking about earlier. Um, I, I, I just, I mean from a layman's perspective, I just find this really hard to get my head around how somebody would work really, really hard stacking their sats, you know, getting front running the Michael sailors of the world if you've been in as long as I have and you have, Phil, um, and several of my guys in the chat have. Whoa. And, um, you know, all of a sudden then want to go and, you know, give up potentially 200% Average returns, according to Saylor, over the 10 or 11 years Bitcoin's been in existence for 6%, you know, with the and then losing control of your keys. That, on a personal level, freaks me out, you know. So something's got to come along pretty special that, you know, for me to give up my keys. famous film. Not in a million. I can't think you said it now. Oh, the, the lady off of Pretty Woman. Not in a million. And uh, So for me, not in a million. You know, it's not happening. But am I going to watch the space evolve? Am I going to learn more and more about it as the next year, two, three, five goes on? Yeah, of course I am. We'd be mad not to. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Bitcoin's one rabbit hole. Learning how you can leverage your Bitcoin safely and securely is another rabbit hole in itself. Trying to deal with not paying the government the taxes that they all want to take from us with their next tax grab is another rabbit hole again. And it's like there is so much to get your head around. I think you'd agree with that. And as it evolves, just I don't know about you, but you almost have to trim down for me personally, trim down the amount of people that I watch, follow, you know, because you just have not there's not enough hours in a day. I'm a firm believer in live your life. You know, I I was rushed into hospital recently, really, really scared. I thought I had something nobody wants and I thought I was going to die. And it really, really brought it home to me that Bitcoin's great. Bitcoin's exciting. We're helping to change the world. We're the innovators. We're the first movers. But life is about living and not wishing it away, not wishing every day so we can get Bitcoin up to where it's going to be. I mean surely you must love getting out on your mountain bike. And when you're out on your mountain bike, you must be forgetting all about Bitcoin and enjoying being on your mountain bike, you and your missus, surely.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, a lot of folks, they ask me, Phil, why aren't you interested in anything besides Bitcoin? And I'm like, well, I'm interested in tons of things besides Bitcoin, mountain biking, you know, getting barbecue, getting dinner with friends. Um, I'm just not interested in other currencies because I've come to the decision that Bitcoin is my currency. So why would I waste my life uh, you know, staring at charts all day long. That's a, that's a huge amount of time and energy and uh, investment that I'm just not willing to make at this point. You know, I i work for a company that's in Bitcoin. I've invested, you know, my my reputation into Bitcoin. Um, and uh, that's that's enough for me. I don't need to be, you know, trying to gamble to, to make, you know, more BTC or more U.S. dollars with altcoins. And, yeah, I think, you know, Bitcoin is money. And... W- when there's money, there is a component where you'll need financial services, and we here at Unchained want to be your one-stop shop for yep. all of those financial services, but in a way that respects the the protocol and the currency itself. Um, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Don't trust. Verify. Make sure you can always recover and withdraw funds. Um, those are principles that we've built our entire company around, and uh, yeah, we we've taken the hard hard route. But I think just like Bitcoin, you know, we've uh, we've bit the bullet. Uh, we've made the tough decisions early on. And I think over time, our decisions are going to pay out tremendously.
0: Uh, yeah, do it properly. Don't don't try and rush it and break it. Take your time, do it properly and stand the test of time. And I think that's where Bitcoin is, you know, um, with all the, the wars we had when I first got in, you know, the block size wars, etc. Do it properly, do it thoroughly and stand the test of time. And if that's Unchained's philosophy, then as you Americans say, way to go. Can't fault you. Right. Now, I'm going to save the final question uh, for last, but just bear with me, Phil, as we draw this to a close, because I'm a big fan of quotes and I always like to finish my show with a quote. Then I'm going to come back and ask you that question. I love this one. It has been my observation, says Henry Ford, that most people get ahead during the time that others waste. You just think about that in terms of Bitcoin. Most are wasting their time doing things that are not going to hang on a second. I've got to be careful what I say, because Phil and I have just talked about you've got to enjoy your life. But you know, what I'm saying is learn about Bitcoin. If you're new to this, set yourself an agenda out, set yourself a time frame out where maybe you've got a family, maybe you've got a job, maybe half an hour a day, one hour a day. You learn from the right people. But again. The observation is that most get ahead during the time when others are sat watching rubbish television that's my experience so get in that rabbit hole people and learn about bitcoin phil i want to ask you this question you don't have to answer it because people always ask me this question and i decline to answer it because i've always said on my show i don't give financial advice i don't do ta i don't make price predictions but asking you that question, because somebody asked in the chat, do you have any range of where you see Bitcoin by the end of 2021? We know Plan B is talking of 288. We know Max Kaiser 220. Have you got any theory around this? Is it something you don't like to speculate on?
1: I'm bored at $60,000 right now. I think the price <laughs> is a little bit too low. Um, I I fully expect uh, in it. I expect six-digit Bitcoin out of all of us this year, guys. So, um, so get out there, stack sets. You know, I'm I'm totally addicted to all of these Bitcoin rewards apps uh, where I earn small amounts of Bitcoin on every single purchase. You know, people say Bitcoin's too expensive. Um, it's too expensive not to get Bitcoin. You should yeah. be earning it for all of your purchases if you can. If your country offers a service like that, sign up um, immediately. And every time you swipe your card or enter your PIN for your you know, your debit card, you, you can earn some Bitcoin as rewards. Um, that's, that's how I've kind of um, set up my life. You know, I view Bitcoin as my long-term savings currency, my multi-generational wealth. So first and foremost, I want to secure it. Uh, then I want to use it to improve my life. So buy that new fancy mountain
0: bike next year. <laughs> <laughs> mountain bike, I love that. So not Lambo then, mountain bike. <laughs> yeah, Lambo's not
1: for me. I'll, I'll, get a, I'll get a silly expensive mountain bike
0: though, for sure. Hey, listen, each to their own. And that's what it's about. I mean, for me, you know, I'm probably twice your age. You know, I'm I'm on a different strategy. I want to see, you know, my retirement years out with my lovely wife doing some more cruising, going and seeing some beautiful parts of the world. You know, so we've got to have a balance. You know, I think if you just think there are there are people, you know, that. Are just doing it literally, literally for future generations. And I respect that. And I totally applaud that because I'm doing it for our children and grandchildren. But if you think I'm not going to have some kind of enjoyment out of it while I'm on this earth, you're gravely mistaken, because I flipping well am. So it is about finding that, that balance.
1: Brian, the only thing that's more scarce than Bitcoin is your time here on Earth. Oh, so, tell, me it, tell me about it, Phil.
0: Tell me about it. You know, it's it's absolutely bizarre. I feel like my dad now because my dad said, you know, you are you'll blink once, you'll be sixty, and you'll think, God, where did it go since I was twenty-one? And it really, really is you know, it's like frighteningly going by so quickly. So it is about, in my opinion, squeezing every dropper out you can of life, seeing the world, spending time with your loved ones when this craziness has gone, for goodness sake. Um, We won't get into that. Uh, But Phil, it's been an absolute blast to have you on the show. I hope you've enjoyed coming back. That's 18 months. I'm sure it'll be a, another 18 months before we go and do it again. And we'll talk about how the landscape looks different again. Um, to pull the show together, as always, just give our viewers, many people are searching Bitcoin for beginners because my show used to be called the Bitcoin for beginners show. I sort of upgraded it to the UK Bitcoin master live show. But of course, when people are Googling Bitcoin for beginners, they're finding my show. Okay, so it's going to attract newbies to um, find out about Bitcoin, give newbies and people that are relatively new into the space right now, maybe a couple of top tips on what they should be doing right now in terms of Bitcoin.
1: Get off zero, first and foremost, you might not completely understand what Bitcoin is. You should get some anyways, you know, sign up for the whatever service you can to purchase your first twenty dollars or twenty pounds or fifty dollars, fifty pounds. Whatever isn't zero is the amount of Bitcoin that you should have starting today. Uh, Continue buying that amount or some amount every week. Don't worry about the price and start learning about it. Uh, The first step is is understanding, you know, oh, Bitcoin's valuable. Maybe I should get some. Then get it. Make that decision and get some as soon as possible. Um, Then you should learn about how it works and start taking control of keys. Because, again, you've purchased Bitcoin through a company they're holding their keys, you're hoping that that company doesn't go out of business with control of your Bitcoin. So the next step is once you have some, start learning about how to custody and how to secure it. Um, If you want help or guidance through that process, come talk to us at Unchained Capital. Our vault concierge service will walk you through setting up keys in the most secure address type uh, from the get-go. So multi-signature is how all of these custodians all the good custodians are holding client keys behind the scenes um, because it eliminates all single points of failure so you know that little device you have and the seed right today by themselves are single points of failure in multi-signature it eliminates that because you have multiple devices and multiple seeds so um, you know come talk to us we'll get you set up on multi-sig and then you'll understand how to hold keys and from then on out you're actually using bitcoin right until you take control of private keys you have numbers in
0: an account. And <clears throat> off the back of that, if I may say, I just feel that people need to grasp the fact that you are going to divide everything that is and ever will be into 21 million. That's where people are not getting their head around this. And, tr- you know, like you say, like Phil said, people get in that rabbit hole and just do your basic learning. The three things that I teach about, learn how to get some Bitcoin, learn how to move it off initially to a hardware device and then learn about multi-sig and just generally learn the basics of what makes Bitcoin unique. Uh, Go to Google and Google Trace Mayer seven network effects and you can watch a short video where he explains what gives Bitcoin its uniqueness. Just basic stuff watching a YouTube video and you can literally very quickly learn the basic principles that you need to learn, get some skin in the game, get off zero, as Phil rightly said, and then literally accumulate whatever you can. Rocky Palumbo, he's a good friend of mine. He's in the chat. He always says the four plus four equals retirement. You know, do everything you can for a whole cycle. You know, stack as much as you can. Get a second job. Cut down on on your alcohol. Cut down on your Starbucks. You know, don't have so many takeaways. Get a second job. Do everything you can for four years and then wait another Another four years after that and see how the landscape looks, which I think is a, a cracking strategy, actually. The simplified version of that for me, talking to people like my daughter Buffy, who's in the chat with us, you know, in her at 40, and that is literally dollar cost average for 10 years and forget it and just get on with life and you will not be um, let down. Phil, it has been a blast. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks to everybody in the chat that supported the show as always. Phil, I won't ask you where people can find you because I've got all the links. They're going to be in the show notes afterwards. UnchainedCapital.com, people, you're going to pretty well find out all you need to know. But in the chat, after, in the show notes afterwards, there will be three links uh, where you can find uh, Phil. Uh, Phil, thanks for being on the show. Um, great to have you. Hopefully you'll come back at some point. Uh, people, that is your Bitcoin show for today, the 18th of March, 2021. I'll be back on uh, Monday uh, with my regular UK Bitcoin Master live show. Come and join me for that. Tweet this out, share it out. I'm going to leave you with my social media links. I would encourage you all to um, subscribe to my backup channel, UK Bitcoiner, because Adam Meister and myself, we had our YouTube channels taken down. Exactly the same time last year. Um, I'm not a controversial character in any way, shape, or form. So there was absolutely no reason YouTube to take my channel down, but they did. We managed to reach out. We got the channels back. Uh, but I did set up a backup channel that if it happens again, I can instantly move my streaming software over to the backup channel and we can go live and we've got some continuity. So follow me at UK Bitcoiner people. Uh, I'll put my social media links up. Phil, thanks again for being my guest. Uh, we'll talk again really soon. Soon, I'm sure. People, I'll catch you all on Monday. Catch you all soon. Have a great weekend. Cheerio.